Hi, I'm Aaron and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, which is focused on all things, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing artists, reviewing albums, and ultimately exploring the genre I love. And I hope you'll begin to love it as much as I do, if not more. Please like and subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, I caught up with Eric G, who is a Grammy-nominated producer and works with some of the most talented individuals in hip-hop, including the legendary producer Ninth Wonder and an artist we have already reviewed on this podcast, Rhapsody. But before I say too much, let's get into it. I'm with my man, Eric G. He's one of the biggest producers in the game. If you haven't... Oh, what? Yeah, That's right. I like it's that a <laughs> it's a it's a surprise to him. It's not a surprise to me. He's worked with artists like oh, it's not a uh, surprise. I'm 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 a genius, but still, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd be on He's worked with artists like uh, Mac Miller. He's worked with Katy Perry. He's worked with Rhapsody. So um, not Katy Perry, no Katy Perry. Oh, not <laughs> Katy Perry. Because there's a song you've got, Katy Perry. Oh, Katy Perry. Oh, that's a um. That's a future song, but it's a, I just said that's even better. Cause I prefer future to Katy Perry, to be honest, <laughs> if, I, if I had a choice future, but obviously you're with ninth wonder as well in terms yeah, of that's the, God. That's the like label. Godfather, yeah. So, um, big producer in the game. Um, if you haven't heard, he, he also has a bunch of beats that he drops on Instagram all the time. I see you promoting all the time, man. Um, so yeah, I put out, um, uh, this year in 2020, the year's almost over, but so far I've put out, let's see, uh, I think seven pro or seven, seven, eight, nine, nine projects and um, a total of like um, uh, something like 620 beats this year. That's huge. Uh, like, that's to me, I always wonder because, like, that is how do you have that work ethic? Like, 620 beats, that's like, all you do is like you're just mixing, mastering. You're like searching for samples. Oh uh, no, cutting. that's see, that's that's the thing. It's like I, I, I used to be like that. Like I used to be like fuck. Like this, I have to obsess over like the mix and all stuff. I, I mean, of course, that's good for learning and stuff. But what I really aspired to, like as an artist and everything, is just to get to the point where the shit's like more like breathing, and you don't have such an attachment to it, or you're not, you're not, you're not so like like thinking about like this has to be perfect or anything so like the i have i just have such a huge catalog from practice so how did you like work on not stopping that perfectionist i think every artist has like when you start you want to be perfect but how did you let that kind of go so that you could just make music i had stuff taken away from me i guess in my life like i lost my best friend and all this and stuff like just different shit like you know like loss like death and all that stuff like puts you in perspective a lot and it's like you wouldn't want to it's interesting because like loss gives you a lot right like so after you come out the other end of the tunnel and you deal with it or you it gives you that new perspective or whatever it's like you have that and you see that and, and you're you're better off for it you see people better that way you know like like you relate to people better that way you enjoy life more afterwards but there but it's perfect because you could never get addicted to it because you never want to go through the pain. But when it presents itself, you got to know that it's going to be a good thing at the end and you're going to grow and you're going to become like even doper, you know? Yeah. So did you, did you find that, you know, when you lost 
close people in your life? Did it make you stick to your passions even further or did you go through this phase of reevaluation? Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. What is that? No, I was just going to say, did you reevaluate your life or were you like still really committed to the things that you love? Oh, I just pressed the gas more. Like, I just like, I just like, um, like just made me want to go harder. It made me more spiritual as a person. And it like made me not anything specifically tied to death, but I think the most, cause I realized it's like, people aren't like, like Mac and all them. It's, it's everyone's always like, Oh, they died. Like, they passed too soon. They left us too soon. It's like, no, they didn't like, imagine like, um, what was your question? <laughs> oh, I was just, yeah, it was more just about like, you know, how it affected you. If you had to reevaluate, you know, obviously when some, you lose someone close to you, it's never expected. And so do you oh, take so, okay, stock? Right. So what I'm saying is, I guess, I think the perspective part comes from like, like you could be like, it make, it helps to you to get further toward your purpose. Like I wouldn't, it, like, how am I going to care about like, the difference in volume between two beats like uh on a album i put out or whatever when like it's human and it doesn't fucking matter like i think people are attracted to um uh uh flaws and stuff because it feels it ends up making us feel like that person's talent that's being heralded or whatever is attainable for us it's relatable you know it doesn't have to be perfect what is perfect it was thing. very subjective and i i've always Perfect thought it's like love you know like yeah probably like like how many ever 100 billion people are how many i don't know how many people are on earth but there's that many different versions of love i know that well the thing is it's the idea of perfection that keeps us going i think i like i've always whenever someone says this is perfect i always I could, like there's always something we could have done better there's always something that you turn around in the back of your mind you're like i right. could have done something better <laughs> no really yeah for sure but that's see that's like that's why I think that if you have the understanding of perfection and you've relieved yourself in the way that I was, or whatever, not me, but like, I basically aspired to, to, to the not obsess over stuff because at night, like he, all he ever said was just like, don't overthink it, don't overthink it, don't overthink it. But you can only, I'm a person that doesn't like learn from advice, but I can see it in the end. But like, I always have to like fail first, you know, <laughs> not fail, but. um. You learn from experience. Yeah, I, I wanna ask, can I, I want to ask you about um, I'm like really into like um, like like rare animals and bugs and stuff. And I was just thinking yeah. about like Australia, like flying foxes. You know? Yeah, we got Have some. Have you seen one? I haven't got, seen like, one. Human balls and shit. Like, yeah, we got some weird shit out here. Like, honestly, like you can trip out at all the parks and like we got everything. I think out of the top ten venomous snakes in the world, we got five of them. Like, hell yeah, we got like. <laughs> Because it's such a big country, like it, they, I went for a drive yesterday, and I almost forgot how big it is. Like, because if you you can go like different states, and it's like completely different environment. We got a desert in the middle. It's just like a desert hanging out. But there it's and, all one piece, right? Or, or like- yeah, yeah, it's all one piece except for Tasmania. Tasmania is like a little island that sits off the bottom. So we're in That's Melbourne. That's where Looney Tunes is based from. I, I think so. No, I'm I hope so. <laughs> I know it's like about the Tasmanian devil, the fucking whatever that little monster that does tornadoes. Yeah, so the Tasmanian devil, I think that's extinct, but we still no, the Tasmanian tiger is extinct, but we got one of the two is extinct, but we got still one of them. I can't keep up. Yo, the flying foxes, dog. 
<laughs> they're like, uh, they're, they're like, like, have you ever seen one of those in real life, or is that just like, like real, like, like you know when you look up like an STD on the internet and it just like looks really gnarly, like that's what and you expect that's what it's gonna be like, but it's really just the worst shit ever is just always on the internet. Nah, they definitely do exist. What what you gotta ch- be aware of is drop bears. What's that? Drop bears. They're bears. If you Google them, they drop from from the trees and they they land on you it's i'm i'm just tell, yeah nah to, on, it, <laughs> yeah have a look have a look it's uh drop, it, it's drop bears. drop bears yeah yeah they they like hang out in trees and uh and then they they come through <laughs> well why are you looking uh, at that we were we were talking as well because like you you got a weed delivery we don't have weed in australia yet uh, in yeah. terms of legal weed, so um, Do you smoke weed? I I've only tried weed a couple of times. Uh, wow. Do you know what? It, it fucks with my lungs more than anything else. Um, yeah, asthma. No, oh I don't. Oh my god! Yeah, those are horrific. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, that their teeth are like that. No, those are fake. Those are like memes, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you for real. They're fake. They're fake. It's a, if you come oh, to Australia, yeah, yeah, I was fucking with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you come to yeah. Australia, people will always talk about drop bears. It's like a, a real thing that people always joke about. So um, I'm just, if I didn't, you know, if I didn't fuck with you, man, people would give me hate. So I had to, I had to fuck with you for a oh, little I bit. I love being fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> I've I become a pro at it because, uh, because of empathy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, have you been down to Australia? No, I've never been over over any water. Really? Yeah, I've only been to Mexico and um, Canada. Well, you should definitely come down. I feel like you'd you'd love it. Yeah, I'm waiting for my career to to to, to um take me there. Well, I mean, you are working with some some big artists. Rhapsody, obviously, you did a fantastic job on on her her album Eve. We just actually reviewed that album um on the Thank podcast. You very much. So um, that track Serena, I love that beat. Oh yeah, which one is that? How's it go? Uh, Serena. I never remember it by name. Like, uh, oh, that's the it's the like bouncy. It's bouncy, like, yeah. It it definitely yeah, yeah. bounces. Like I loved up and it's like don't stop that one. Yeah, I love that beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The others didn't love it as much, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I was I was <laughs> frothing it. I was loving it. <laughs> don't say that, dog. No, hey, you fucking with the branding now, dog. No, I, hey, only good opinions only. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, everyone's up to, hey, whatever, you know. But uh um uh yeah, Rhapsody's like my like one of my best friends, if not like bigger than a friend, like like just as a person, she's like a like a emotional mentor. <laughs> you know? She's like really, really amazingly like a solid like person. Like even if you're around her, you feel that, you know, like she's like powerful. Like very she's so short. <laughs> you get but that from just... her music though. Like when she No, I know, but like that's the essence that I feel that like even not knowing her, I can only imagine what she's like in real life. Like you can just feel that she's quite spiritual and really intelligent. She knows a lot more than potentially what she just like says. she's like she's like a hundred years old. You know what I mean? Like she's like like because I I think that like like we're when we're born and stuff that like uh, we existed before like spirit wise or whatever the fuck it is. But you know you can see someone like naivety kind of yields to someone that hasn't lived very many lives or whatever mm. but like i feel like rhapsody's like on her like 
like tenth or like you know what I mean, like a hundredth like set sent back to the start point, like kinda like in I don't play video games, but in video games like how like you respawn. It's like but except for when you respawn you don't know it. But then you you feel the power and shit. Like but yeah, she's uh like like you can like Yeah, no, she's she's just great. She just is she's like it's nice to follow her. Cause she le- her example is great, you know, and not example, but like to, to see where not to follow her by necessarily example, cause everyone's individuals, but just to be like, like, Oh, I, I, I can look back ap- after knowing her for like over a decade, like just being like, Oh, like I remember when she was like, I am now, like as far as spirituality men- mentality and like just your out general outlook on people and life and how you see shit and what's important and what's not and all that. And like, that's what those are really like godlike qualities. I feel like like just to be like, it really yields well to serenity and just being in the moment and just being like enjoying everybody for like who they are and 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 if you don't like who they are like or whatever, you can still be like like um, uh, interested to hear their perspective because the people are just interesting. Like you don't, I mean, like that. Therefore, like hate doesn't really gotta exist. We can just talk it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree. I think that you know it's it's weird because there's a lot of people who aren't willing to listen to others just based on the way they look, and that is the worst quality we have as humans. Sometimes, like just because we look different doesn't mean that you know what we say is wrong. Right. No, yeah, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. That and that, that goes back to what I was saying about living like, like being like a, uh, sort of like a never dying, like energy force or whatever the fuck. Because it's like you're, if you really know that, like I do, I know that, you know, like that's my belief or whatever. But like, um, it's once you realize that, then you just realize everyone's just driving different cars. Yeah. Like, look at the person. Don't look at their the ex. Like you can see people like by just. It's like it's like if you meet someone on the street or whatever, just knowing you ever met whatever, and you make eye contact with them, you talk to them. It's either going to be for me at least one or two things. It's like it's going to be like a copper wire, like coming out of your head that has like a, it's all tangled in the middle, and then the other part of the copper wire attaches to the other person's head. But in order to even make that shit work. You got to untangle that copper wire and it's going to take forever. But like, and then other times it's just like the person's just like, it's like a Kool-Aid river, like between like, <laughs> like, like, like you're like, like feeding them like Kool-Aid. It's just like, Hey, what up? Like, it's like, you know, each other already. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're like on like, the same oh, wavelength. Like, oh, Hey, like, like we, that shit's real. Yeah. But I think the the whole point is the, the pursuit of trying to understand people you don't understand is the important part. Like you said, like trying to untangle the copper wire rather than just like being, oh, the copper wire is tangled. I therefore hate you. You're better I don't off. Even like know, having- I don't even know. But see, that's that's the thing that I'm trying to like impart is that like I'm like like trying. We shouldn't. We just need to be. You know what I'm saying? Like like trying. No. Like like think about like yeah. I'm sure if you have a family or whatever, this might be a bad example. I'm, I just don't think before I talk, but. Go for it, like, man. I, I like guess that. I kind of did there, but uh, <laughs> like, 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 what do you like if you if you're just a single singular person, like whatever, no family or whatever, and and you you're like working for your pension or your four hundred one k and shit, and then you just get hit by a bus, like while you're doing that, like why stockpile? Just be serene, like just be. I know that people have responsibilities, and that's a luxury for me to say, but this is something 
like like as artists and stuff we work like what i was talking tonight about this but what we're all really working for all of us is just like no matter what you do isn't about like like money at all if you're really meant to do it it's about it's about you need to have you want the freedom like of like i don't have to go work at the grocery store and be grocery store eric i can like not that that is wrong for for everybody but i i i don't i never i didn't like that because it, it felt like i had to be two different people and it's like i have to act in front of everybody and i don't like that like I, so then now that i only do music and like literally just sleep whenever i want wake up when i want like and i just create constantly it's like it's like you're it's like you got mental benjamin buttons but you keep the knowledge you know like you got like you, you get to turn back into like a, a child but like you're a mature child though you know just create just creative and like the world seems like exciting and shit you know well definitely a work you have to put on a different persona there's definitely jokes that i say in my personal life that i can't say at work because of you oh, know yeah. there's like there's there's things you can do and there's things you can't do because you know obviously quote unquote professional but at the end of the day i've always believed if the work comes through that's the work but did you have your own, did you work like a normal nine to five or did you work like a quote unquote normal job? No, no, I, I, uh, I didn't go to college or anything. Actually, I, I went to, when I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18 and then um, I was, uh, when I was, that was like when I like was first starting to make beats and stuff and I was just like super inspired by it. Like I was just like, oh. Like I remember the like it's one of those things, you know. It's like uh you know how in your I'm gonna get sidetracked, but uh Go for um, it. <laughs> so no, it's all good. But so I went to so I, I was like, Well, I, I felt the like pressure not from my parents, but just from society to be like, gotta go to college, at least get an AA or whatever, like at least get a two year degree and then you can go on to a university like go to community college. So I like did that and I used to be accelerated in math when I was like um in high school. And like I was like a grade ahead or something, and like I was good at math and whatever. And then like uh, like I went to place to the placement test for to see like where I would my math class would land in um uh in community college, and then I, I ended up being in like math eighty four, which is like like math one hundred one is just like basic, you know. Math eighty four is like sub basic. And then it was right. like, but you know how like, like, it's like math is kind of like one of those things that like, once you kind of get in the rhythm of it, you're like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. So then I like, that started to happen and there would be like extra credit on the tests and stuff. But I just started getting like 110% on like every test. But everyone else in the class was like much older than me too. Like they're trying to like get their shit going or whatever. But they're like, damn, man, what are you going to be an engineer or something? Are you going to be an engineer? <laughs> you're, you're smart. It's like, no, dog, this is math 84. And and I, that, I it was the only class I took. I only took that one math class just to kind of be like, I'm in college, I guess. It was like a block from my house, the community college. So that's where I lived anyway. <laughs> and I dropped it. And then I just stopped after Math 84. So my college education is Math 84. <laughs> hey, well, you killed uh, it, it sounds like. Oh, no. But so, so yeah, but after that, I, that whole time and after that, I just worked at pizza places. And then right before I fully was independent, um just on my own paying my own bills all this shit like like off of music and that only like uh the last job i had before that was a bar back but that's the only bar job i have every other job i've had was a pizza place <laughs> for like a decade 
Yeah. Well, how was that? Obviously, because when you're coming up, like, it, it, did you ever have that temptation of like getting regular cash, like a full time job? Has that that like you know? That's why a lot of people take them because it's regular money. It's like it's not risky. Uh, I think it's risky to do that when you feel like you have a purpose or or, or you feel like you have a car that can go fast or like whatever you know. Like like I I, I feel like I feel like um it. it regret the regret the risk of feeling regret and not for not acting on your positive impulse and like what what drives you and like what you love to do if you if you're lucky enough to find it i think that's a bigger risk yeah i think you you definitely touch on something important i think a lot of people go to bed at night and look at their lives and go i could have done something different yeah is my audio going to be all fucked up? Like, should I use like a microphone or something? No, you're you're going to be all good. It's all it's all fine. And my shirt though, dog. My shirt covers dog. Thank you, thank you. Do you know what? <laughs> I when I first started, I barely had a beard, and now my beard is getting out of control. So I can't even imagine you. I never met you, so I, I can't even imagine you without a beard. It's like fucking. You're a beard guy. That's a fucking. That's a fucking beard right there, my friend. Yeah. That mustache and this part. That's some. That's like a. You could clean dishes with that shit. Oh, it, it's scruffy as hell. For people who can't <laughs> see me or haven't seen me on Instagram, it is full beard. I don't ha- get gaps in my beard. So, um, oh, look, like I'm, I'm my, so passionate. my heritage is Russian. So, like, growing up, like, growing hair has never been a problem in my life. So, if you ever, when Aaron, you need to grow some more hair, uh, trust me, I had that covered. It's like when it gets hot and summer, that's where I struggle. Maybe I'll get a Russian woman pregnant so my genes can be better for the next man. You know? Well, Russian <laughs> Russian women are crazy, it. bro. Now, my shit's hella patchy. Look, look. Like I, I like it's just like it. I, I always think about it's like everyone's like, well, yeah, like facial hair comes from testosterone. And it's like it's like what does that mean? And so is everyone walking around with like a patchy beard, just looking like, oh, this, look at this little dick motherfucker. You know? <laughs> like, it's like, just genetics. It? That's what it is. It's like you know, colder climates, you get hairier. That's like that's just that's what I reckon about it. But um, yeah. My advice, Russian women are nuts. Trust me, I know. I grew up with Russian women. My mom's a Russian woman. So they're, they're a bit crazy. <laughs> I have a friend, I have a, uh, fr- uh, a woman friend named Mira. And she's, uh, even if she heard this, she'll agree. She's crazy as fuck. But she's like also like really cool. But she, yeah, she's crazy. Like she's, her coolness outweighs her crazy. But she's, yeah, like I'm crazy too though. But what, what people would call crazy, but. It's different levels. There's just different levels. With Russians, it's like there's extreme levels. I've seen, I've seen them. Like I've been to Russian restaurants. Whatever you think a typical Russian kid did, that's what what's I did. The hot, what's the hot Russian food? Um, the classic that everyone talks about is borscht, but it's like a borscht. beetroot that, soup. That? That's like a beetroot soup that everybody knows. But I reckon the best thing ever is my babushka. Because my grandma, she makes the best potato salad. It's it's not good for you. It's so bad for you. Yeah, they're like dumplings. They're Russian dumplings. Yeah, so a potato salad, is it cold? Yeah, it's cold. It's of got course, like gherkins. It's, it's got yeah, it's know? got it's got like pickles in there. It's got like meat in there, carrots, so much oh, mayonnaise, yeah. it's crazy. Um, oh it's... gross, dude. Just a fucking <laughs> eating mayonnaise. I, I don't know what it Without is. Without bread, I can't do fucking mayonnaise, man. Well, potato, I don't know, man. This is but then it's Fire. like ranch. Ranch is just mayonnaise and something else, ain't it? Buttermilk or some shit. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of ranch. Ranch it fucks with mayonnaise too much. I'm like a classic type guy. 
Yeah. What's wrong with ranch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are you saying are you saying that ranch is like um it's like a um uh fuck I had a fuck I had a, a good analogy but I forgot because I'm smoking weed. Do you know what it is though? I think ranch is like a little bit sour. It goes with hot wings really well. But yeah. I don't reckon it goes on sandwiches. I don't reckon. I think mayo is oh, like no, classic. I yeah, no, I wouldn't put it on a sandwich. I, you know what? I've always been like a non-condiment dude on with sandwiches. I just like to like some nice like iceberg type lettuce with like a, like you know just like like cold lettuce, like a nice piece of cheddar cheese, some meat, and then just some nice bread. And then like if it like not dry bread or whatever, like. You know, like when you get cold sandwiches at the grocery store, like that are already prepackaged, like that. I like that shit, but not those kind. But like, if I could describe it as the, if it was a gourmet version of that, that's what I would like. <laughs> Do you know what I cannot get enough of? Grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Cannot. Oh god, that, that's like shit. that shit is my favorite. You know, you remember when you first learned to cook it? <laughs> yeah, I obsessed. I'm like, you're oh, like, now yeah. <laughs> like, it's all, like, like it's basically like the adult version of roasting a marshmallow. You know. Yeah, it, do you know what it is? It's the cheese. When you when you grow up, you're like, oh my god, cheese is the greatest thing, greatest invention. Oh, cheese is fire, and like, yeah, like I'm a, I have like an addictive personality, so like, you know, you be get addicted to cheese because it triggers like dopamine like really heavily. The question is though, do you go for a hard cheese or a soft cheese? Like, do you go for like a cheddary or do you go for like a brie or camembert? I'm getting very um, very specific. I'm like, I'm like cheddar boy. Yeah, I'm the same. A sharp cheddar is the best. Yeah, like if I'm at, I'm at the store and they're out of like sharp cheddar or and medium cheddar, I'm like, <laughs> what kind of brand? What's the what's the popping cheese brand out there? Um, we don't. It's weird because we don't have like the popping cheese brand like Coon and Bigger. They're like the big ones. They they do the sliced cheese, but um, like we got a lot of cheese brands. Like Melbourne's weirdly fancy at the moment. Like. Like we love our yo yo, um sorry yeah oh weirdly fancy so because like we got lots of upmarket brands like all in the supermarket you don't have that like classic one um like we don't have American cheese or anything like that in terms of like the Australian cheese um it's just whatever you kind of feel um yeah yeah I guess there's not really a I, I was just thinking like in America there's just like regional cheeses so i guess that's not really i don't know if like till it doesn't matter anyway have, wait have you seen those uh those panda c- commercials for panda cheese no i haven't it's so funny it's like basically this panda just walks in and it's like playing this sweet music and shit and then the music stops and then the panda just does something like just like really like uh apathetically like just like fucked up to the person like like knock a pickle jar out of their hand yeah. or something like that and then just stand there and look at him and it's just a guy in like a panda suit but it's all big and then the song plays again it's like panda like metanashla or some shit like that <laughs> but yeah it's fire it's hell funny <laughs> google that when you get a chance I'll, I'll definitely right off this podcast it's the first thing i'm gonna do and be like panda cheese and then i'm gonna message you be like man funniest ad <laughs> how, how, how long have you been doing the pod uh, I think this we're releasing our twentieth episode tomorrow, so uh, we've got a few in the back catalog. So close to six months, over six months. So we've been doing this like during coronavirus. So um, me and my buddies, we've always loved hip hop. So uh, what happened actually was Kamikaze came out, 
and we kind of reviewed it just to each other. That was like, we would message each other and we would record ourselves talking. And then I was like, well, why don't we do a podcast of us doing what we do all the time? We just talk about hip hop. So, uh, and then there's so much, there's there's so much to like, I know that I mean like on radio and all this stuff, there's, there's so much more freedom with podcasts, but there's so much, there's so much, it, it's so accelerating to like learn, like, like to have a, to be in on two people's just like real natural conversation that they're having with each other. Like, well, that's why I like, love I, it. Yeah, I know that, but it's like, it's, but it's making us, it's making us smarter. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's just so many perspectives to to absorb, and like the beauty of 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 growing yourself is just like 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 getting to pick which ones you absorb. I love that. Well, my favorite part is that I get to choose who I speak to, what I talk about. No one can turn around to me and say, "Oh, you shouldn't have spoken about that because it's it's my podcast, like it's mine." So yeah, like I get to speak to you about cheese for half an hour, and this is supposed to be a hip hop <laughs> podcast, but. It doesn't matter because I wanted to talk about it. Like that's just the the benefit of doing something creative is that you get to decide what you want to talk about, when you want to work, who you want to work with. So, all right. So see that part, that's like basically what I was saying to go back to earlier, like when you were saying about uh, like, um, uh, like being comfortable, not being obsessive about your work or whatever, and just like breathing it basically. That's like what you're saying. It's like that, that sort of like, this is my shit. And then it's like, it feels good to be able to breathe out like your talent or whatever. And then like have people accept it. Then you're like, then it really gives you confidence. I didn't have confidence for a long time. Yeah. I think like for me was, I love talking. Talking has always been my skill. And only now have I realized like I worked and I still work in sales. So like talking has always been something I've been good at, but now I get to talk about what I actually want to talk about. Um, rather than you know the controlled conversation that's that's the most freeing part is that i want yeah. to talk about it so look th- so this is what i'm saying about like seeing people and stuff like you know like actually like intuitively like uh spiritually whatever not spir- spiritual spiritual is such a I, whatever it's, it's the word i understand word. what you're meaning but it's the word now it's like you know yeah it's, it's like but there the aura is a shitty word too i hate that I, it's just like something else like but um what what was the lead into that? Oh, I think we were talking about like seeing each other. I think you were like no going... before that though. What I was just saying about? that like you know uh, I I grew up talking. That's like what I do. But now I get to talk about whatever I want. Like I've I've worked in sales and like you have to oh, talk about yeah yeah. So like that's the shit that like I know there's morals and stuff in society, but like 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 it. I went through a period of time which I'm still going through. <laughs> like but where I'm just trying to get my brain to just go like, I know this sounds like reckless and all this shit. And it is, I guess, but just to get my brain to go straight out of my mouth. Cause you really get to know who you are that way, you know? And like, uh, there's definitely a lot of trial and error, like accidentally tell like some like, uh, facetious joke about like Chinese people or something. And then it's like, all of a sudden, <laughs> like you're like, everything like ruins everyone's night and shit. But like, um, <laughs> I'm just saying that like, um, uh, it's like, uh yeah uh whatever i don't know i got sidetracked on my own like the way i learned it though was and this is in general this applies to everything it made my communication skills so much better was number one trust yourself like trust that what you're going to say is enough it doesn't have to be the best it just has to be enough and number two the person you're speaking to 
always respond to the last thing that was said because if you're always doing that, you're always listening. And that to me was the skill that I learned um, the most. It, it, it changed my relationships. It changed the way I interact with people. It just made it so much more relevant. It was the greatest piece of advice I reckon I've heard in a long, long time. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I guess that makes me think of um, uh, having something be, um, like having having your shit together just enough so it doesn't fall apart. Uh, I like that. That's that's the where I live. Like like and but then the, you I, making mistakes and stuff. But I know who I am as a a person, and I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a pure person and like a good intentioned person. So I I just learn. You know, I don't. I'm not trying to hurt anybody, and that's not no excuse. That's just honest shit. Well, I was going to ask you because obviously you found hip hop really early. Like you 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 sound like you had yeah. it. How did you come across it? Um, how did you My be cousin. like? How old's your cousin? He's ten years older than me, I think. He lives in Japan now, but he's um he got he introduced me into skateboarding and then like also like Wu Tang and, and Snoop Dogg. The first album I ever got was Doggy Style. Uh, uh, yeah, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style was the first album that I got, and I I remember back in that time because he lived in like this area called Burien, but it's like in in seattle is or whatever i mean at that time it was like kind of like a you know rough area and shit and i just remember like that west coast music shit just bumping out there all the time and like seeing like i don't know it just seemed like real like weirdly visceral or but i don't know but yeah uh do you remember the reaction you had to it like because i remember my first reaction when i first listened to hip-hop like it, it like blew my mind i didn't it it was something i'd never heard before um it wasn't you know growing up in australia like more of a like my parents were born overseas it's not something that was introduced to me through my parents or through that circle i just stumbled across it almost oh all right yeah so what my thing would be is then my uh sorry i'm trying to get my headphones untangled um but uh don't get that high fidelity (laughs) shit right here (laughs) here we go yeah now uh can you hear me? Yeah. Girl, girl. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Um uh my my dad, I remember like my first memories are just like uh of my dad like playing guitar and stuff. Like he um uh he uh like yeah, he would always be playing guitar and like I remember just going to like my he was he plays blues, you know? Yeah. Um and he he likes like uh he likes like Muddy Waters and like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and like BB King and stuff like that. So every night when I like after his day was over and the kids being me and my brother would be going to sleep, I just remember always hearing him tuning his guitar. So like it's like that sound that's like like yeah, you know what I'm talking. Uh, yeah, like I and I just heard that like, every night and every night and every night. It's like so it was so comforting to know that he was awake, you know, and there to like protect us and shit. And um, like it, it just always made me so comfortable. Like, and that's he did do it every day. And so when I was eight years old, <clears throat> I, I always, I, I remember at that time I was probably like, four, like really early memories, like four or five. And I, uh, around that same time, I remember I fell asleep in the closet because there was a Stevie Ray Vaughan had died around this time. He died in a helicopter crash, and um, my dad was all upset. And I, I was like, 
so into I just like love like love my dad and I was just like like you know he's your hero and all this shit um but yeah so I, I remember I, I remember I used to have a little Walkman it was like black with like a, a gold writing on it I don't even know what brand it was it was like just a tape thing like you put a cassette tape in and then it like I had my little metal headphones with the little foam things on the shit. I just remember I got woken up by my mom and I was in like, I had a little nook thing in my room to like put clothes or whatever, like as a kid. And I was just like sleeping in like a ball, like listening to the Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, marathon on, um, because like he died. So they were just playing all his shit. Yeah. They were going like the best of. Yeah. And then like, just so after that, then um, around that same time, I uh, made a like drum set out of like old cereal boxes and like like you know those like chintzy metal tops to pots yeah, and pans. Yeah, <laughs> I I I remember I balanced one on like a stick and it was just like doing this, but I was just like it just seemed cool. So then when I was eight years old, I started playing drums, <clears throat> and um I was in band and all this shit, and uh and then in band like in middle school i played drums and then they it was just an orchestral band they didn't have like a jazz band or anything they might have had it but i wasn't in it but um i made like i was drumming already at that point i'm not like good anymore i wouldn't call myself a drummer but i mean i wasn't even good then i was just good for a kid but like it forced the school to buy a drum set like for the band yeah how you led the way i bet there are people who still were using it long after you went interesting yeah i never thought about that and then I had, I had a solo it was so funny because we were doing an orchestra it's like an orchestra show so we're doing like classical pieces and shit and it's just like like i just remember like i had a solo i got a drum set solo in the fucking like some class i don't even remember what song it was but it's just like some you know horns and like like whatever bullshit and then i just like got i just did i got to do whatever i wanted to do and i was like i i i that's crazy. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I think you were heading down like how you got introduced to hip hop. Like you were talking about your dad and then you got into drums. What was the like missing link? Like what led you to, because hip hop is a different genre altogether. It's like compared to, you know, drums and, and being in an orchestra for sure. So um, yeah, hip hop is like, uh, hip hop is like so scrappy. That's why I love it. Cause it's like, like, like for me personally, like I like to like everyone that knows me knows this and all this shit. Like, I don't really like buy clothes like that or anything. Like, if I if I like find like a pair of pants that's like folded on the side of the street that someone was just putting out or whatever, just like take this. I'll like if they fit me, I'll use them, or like I'll wear the same shoes until like there's holes in the bottom type of shit. You know, just like and I probably didn't even buy the shoes. The last thing I would ever want to do is go buy new shoes. And uh, why? Um, I don't know what was the what was the lead in. Sorry, I keep doing this. No, <laughs> you were saying that the last thing you would ever do is not buy new shoes. Like you don't really buy clothes. Yeah, but what was before that? What was the topic? Because I was just making an analogy. Uh, just like you were saying, hip hop is scrappy. Oh yeah, so yeah, so like that's the same thing. It's like it's like oh, I can't like form a band and I can't or I can't like I don't want to learn to play all these instruments. Not that you don't want to, but it's all it's just like sampling. It's like 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 you just you just pick up as you go you see something you like you hear something you like you sample it and then like at, in that moment it gives you so much pleasure and it's free in that moment like, i mean of course you got to pick clearances later or whatever you got to do but like it's it's just like a it's just so like self therapeutic and like it's so communicative to 
just other um, ways of thinking and like understanding and speaking really like like I'm a synesthetic person like and I, did, I would I would have never said that like maybe like three months ago but uh I'd always knew it and I've always talked about it but I would I would usually preface it with with like when I talked about it me and Ninth have talked about it like a decade ago like I've had it my whole life but like I would always be like I'm not trying to be like an artist like cool guy but like when I see colors when I see music and every number has a color to it like I can tell you every color of every number basically how how does that like how does that work because um like- it just it just it just appears in my head and I, it's just like a feeling it's just like 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 I can explain it like this like so it's it's not it's there's nothing to do it has nothing to do with trying it's just somehow I ended up I guess my brain categorizes things that way and it's like helps with my memory you know I don't know what it is but it's just I, that's just how I think like like one is white two is red three is yellow blue is four uh five is like pink uh seven is or six is like peach color and uh, uh seven is orange eight's black and nine's kind of like like a shapeshifter really it, it's more mostly like brown to me but it, that's what i mean by shapeshifter because it's like it's so many brown is a uh, it's so many colors combined if you're painting you know like and um um so and then zero is like clear um and then all the other stuff when you combine numbers it just works like multiplication you know so like 10 is clear and then like um 12 is red you know what i'm saying Uh, um and i I found it interesting because that's just how i've thought and like it's not like anything I like read about or trained to do or whatever, but I started painting two years ago and I, st- I started, I made a painting of my brain map. Uh, BJ, the Chicago kid bought it. Um, name drop. What's up? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it, it, it says, <laughs> I, I wrote it out finally, like how I see shit. And it was just like, I was like, Oh, Whoa, damn, that's right. Like I knew it was right. Like when I seen it, I never wrote out the colors like that, but I just, I'm into like Basquiat a lot too. Like yeah. as a, as a, as a character influence and mostly, and then I love his artwork as well, but like, uh, uh, well, my shout um, out now, because I love Sahai the Prince's track Basquiat. That is like, that's, I never heard it. I don't think. Oh, uh, it's so good. It, I think it's from the black history project um oh, like that, the old most, the mix most recent one nah mixtape it's like old uh, mixtape yeah i think before kanye or during kanye but it wasn't because he released his album you know, i think it was 2019 but this was uh like uh, i can't remember but i think it was like 2013 2012 or something um yeah basquiat definitely check that out so this yeah all right yeah i i need to go back to his last album but that shit was tight uh um wait 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 uh, i think you were talking about painting. oh yeah no so yeah so this, this is interesting though like so i it was never intentional like with the numbers and stuff to be like that to like to like but it actually uh some like it started to make sense to me once i actually had it written out and i could look at it and i like started like researching colors after i did this this is like a few months ago that i like did the painting but I, again i've always been like a synesthetic person I, I i've always seen so i've always associated everything with color right like so but the interesting thing is about the order of the colors and the numbers and how it makes so much sense to me and it's not again not intentional it's just how i think and whatever and it's just like this 
thing. But one is white, two is red, three is yellow, four is blue. So let's just like focus on those ones first. I haven't figured out what the other ones mean yet, but so like one is like like white. Like it's it's if if you like, you know, it's just it's just basic like blank canvas, you know what I mean? Like like when you do multiplication, one like mirrors the number, you know? So like anyway, but so and then red is two. So the second number in our like system or whatever. And zero is clear, obviously, but like a two is like red is the most like where human beings are most drawn to red. That's why it's used in marketing a lot. Like it's it's the like we're like just scientifically like we're just like red, red, red. So that's two. And then three is uh, yellow. And that's the second most color we're attracted to. But listen to this. Um, those three colors, white, red and yellow, are the colors that like infants can they can only see those colors really yeah i think so someone told me that so but like i just applied it and i love it but uh but yeah you could google <laughs> so, it. someone know. on the show can someone can person dm us and let us know yeah the, the like, that, guy's full of bull, that guy's bullshit <laughs> but, no, but so but the craziest part about this i really realized the other day is that four so the, you have those three right up to three and then four which is like like it's a four is blue, like I said, and so is this guy. But blue is also like a. It reminds me of like a Leo, like a, a astrological sign, or mm. like some shit like that. But like blue is like a, a atmospheric number. You know, it's like not only is it blue, but it's like weightless and like it's you know it's four. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's 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 perfect, perfect or whatever. But like uh uh, so but then you think about that is the craziest part because when we first start forming memories around like from like three to four that we'll actually remember and that's when our consciousness on earth starts and what color is the sky blue one two three four bro i'm just yeah. saying I, it, I it's just no it's crazy like I, i'm just like it's just i can't believe it makes that much sense it's like i'm not like fronting i didn't make this up i don't read i'm just this is just like like you know, that's just how my brain is, but it's like, it makes sense to me. And I feel like I, if I can explain it like that, it seems like it makes sense. To, I mean, it, it, it's, it's at least like spooky in some way. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's also like numerology as a thing as well. Like the, the meaning behind numbers and your birthday and your, right. what that does as well. Like I tend not to be a believer in that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm kind of stubborn mm. like that. I like having that's my what, own that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, it, right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up. But what I'm saying is that, like, I'm I hate subscriptions. Like, like I believe in quote unquote God, but I'm not ever gonna be part of like a religion, you know, just because I don't like the like adherence to that. So, like, like numerology and stuff, I don't study that either. Like, I'm just, but I do see the same numbers on the clock all the time. Like, I I have screenshots of them like every day. Like, it's just like I see three 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 all the time and uh two twenty two a lot but three 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 that's my number and i'm it's yellow I'm the yellow person well apparently this is what I found out literally two days ago is that thirty three twenty two and eleven are master numbers in numerology so um yeah <laughs> i I had no again someone someone that I know let me know about it, but I was like, okay. I don't know what that means, but you know um, what's fucked up? You know what's fucked up, dude? 
I swear, like, 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 like the, you know, I was talking about like mental Benjamin buttons, like kind of getting back to being a toddler, but you have all your experiences still. Yeah. Like, like I swear, like every like woman I've dated and like shit like that, like I'm yellow, like a three, you know, like just as no, no, no ranking, just three. I'm yellow. I identify with three. I have as like a little kid. I just, I'm just three. That's it. But like, uh, I feel like two, I date women who are like the number two, they're red and they're two, you know, but like, it's like, I always have, it's always like hella like rough or like, I, you know, just like, I'm like a really, I'm a difficult person to be in a relationship with, obviously, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, but, uh, uh, but I do feel like in my, I'm starting to realize, I, I think that like, I'm a three, I mean, I'm a yellow and I date the red girls. So then it's like, I feel like red is a bridge to one. And and one is the the genesis or the after the genesis, you know, like the one is the matte blank canvas again. You know what I'm saying? So do you feel like if you make it work with a two together, it'll be like three minus two I, will become one. I feel like, I, yeah, I feel like I, I'm yeah, I feel like a bridge. Like like I, if I help them and I and I, I can help them, um, like whatever in whatever way they may need or whatever, but. Or maybe, I mean, I might just be getting uh, dealt fucked up like red people, you know. <laughs> like, I might just have a bad judgment. But I don't know. I like to, like, think about shit like this and make sense of it because that's, uh, that's who I am and that's, like, how I think. And I just, like, it's it's really nice to be able to articulate it. and like. Well, I just, like, I'm glad that I get to speak to you about it because, like, otherwise I would just listen to your music and then that is it. But, like, now having greater understanding of who you are and, like, what you think about it's it allows me to be key in and i'm sure your fans as well be key in into like you know what you're doing what your process is like your your state of thought um while you're creating music as opposed to just you know a lot of people just judge the music but they don't know the story behind it yeah they're like they're probably like um like yeah this white guy just like uh, nothing against white guys to do this but they're probably just like yeah it's probably just like a white guy that like collects like jordans and like like you know like oh shit has a lineup and shit you know like yeah. <laughs> but uh um not there's anything wrong with that for white people understand that i think that is uh whatever i don't know i just i've realized that like like making music i love it to death and it's like just such a fun thing to do for a living i fucking love it like the people you get to meet and all shit but then uh, no 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 but but i'm um <laughs> uh it's it's becoming to I'm starting to see it as like not like I'm forgetting about it at all like I want I mean, I'm full throttle with it like but I'm saying uh like it's starting to seem like small potatoes because I'm starting to realize like my purpose is to speak up about what I what I believe in and shit you know well I was gonna ask what do you see in your future because I mean you've you've had a long career it's not like you've been doing this for three weeks like you've been in music for a long oh, yeah. time i want to i want to like dismantle the music industry basically i have like an idea of how to do that like to make it so artists get what they deserve and stuff and um but i'm not gonna talk about that because i don't want anyone to steal it <laughs> but, uh, uh, um, is that based off you know the way it's built uh you know exploiting artists especially young artists who don't have any weight and then they get signed up to record labels or to deals that obviously, you know, they don't really get what they deserve. Is that where that's come from? Uh, yes. And also, um, 
I mean, fuck, like black people created all the music and culture basically worldwide that we all like gravitate toward. And um, like, that's what's part of what's created like such fucked up situations for artists and stuff is because uh, America doesn't value black people, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, unfortunately, white society has, has not done a good job of valuing just <laughs> in general and i can say that you know as, as an that's, australian that's a very that's very that's very forgiving well i'm saying <laughs> that, i'm saying they haven't that, done a good job now they've been atrocious yeah. Yeah, well i gross. like like coming from australia as well um we've done a horrendous job um at honoring our the ancestors of the land the, Ar- oh, aboriginal, the aboriginal people, people? Yeah. um the the best big example that like i have in terms of a good job is new zealand uh, New Zealand were the first to give women the right to vote. New Zealand on a, the, the... Is there the, a lot of black people in New Zealand, though? No, they've got uh, the the original ancestors of the land, the Maoris, um, or Māori is how it's pronounced. Are they, I mean, are they like, are they, what colour is their skin? They're Islander. They're Islander. So they're like... Oh, and like they're like Samoan type? Yeah, dude? yeah. But they, they look similar. Uh, this is going to come off bad, but they 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 the nicest people I've ever met, but in their, you know, constitution, they honor the original owners of the land. They protect the, you know, the natives of the land. And that's what we should all be doing really is, you know, honoring the culture of where, where everybody comes from. And I think we've done a, oh, a horrendous no, job. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. I mean, like, I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. Here's my thing. This is like, this is my, part of my purpose and it's not my, thing to be the leader of but fuck if i'm gonna be on earth and not talk about this shit like and but this is why i think i'm like just going so hard trying to like get my voice to be heard is because everyone needs to know like worldwide not just anywhere else i know there's atrocities and genocides and all this stuff but the world our most important fucking issue right now is the way black people are treated by america period because America is an example for the rest of the country and we create culture and all this stuff and, and, and we create trends and it's just like, why don't we set the trend of fairness? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, why don't we make it like be an ex- lead by example like that? Cause it, it'll help the rest of the world be like, Oh shit, we got to step our game up now. Like it's the most, like, I don't care. Like, like anyone who's like trans gay whatever i'm not calling them out i'm just saying that like anyone that has any other cause or whatever the fuck give it a fucking rest and focus on our black like brothers and sisters so we can do this shit because if you want your cause heard it's not gonna happen with this wound gaping up underneath it you know what i'm saying it's hard to do many things all at the same time especially yeah, when so the like, they're clogging is... the drain it's like they're, they're clogging up the system it's just like if you want your cause to be if you're so noble about your cause let's all focus on the most important one your house is on the, if it's a block your house isn't on fire the one there's the, the one in the middle of the blocks on fire but you want you you want to spray water on your house it's not on fire yet put out that fire so it doesn't catch your house on fire you know what i'm saying well i think that it, uh... I think the world is opening up to that though. I think we saw with with what happened and and the horrendous, you know, what happened, the the horrible thing with George Floyd, but we saw the protests go across the world and people all across people the world were like about it, well, unfortunately I'm gonna make, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is like I'm on, I'm not going to let people forget 
like whenever I get to where I'm going, I'm just going so hard and being so loud. I'm sorry. They, like they Kanye, shouldn't forget. Kanye times like 10 million is basically what I'm going to do. But I mean, the good thing is that now what we've seen is that it will go global. So it the we're not in the you know the twenties where we don't have the technology to be able to unite the world with one movement. We can do that now, which is so, why it's like like dude, this is fucking speaking of Kanye late registration. Like like can we just like the prison system in America is just fully just geared toward it's the slave patrol. That's what it is. That's how the police in America started as a slave patrol to ca- capture black people after so they could like still control them. And it's still happening to this day. It's just America's so fucking manipulative that, that, that they guise it with like crime and all this stuff. It's just like so disgusting. And they raping little kids and shit. Like it's like, like, yo, I. It's just like we ha- all have a job to do here. And I have learned whatever I've learned or whatever. I have, I have something to say and I'm going to stop at nothing to say. it. Yeah. I was going to ask you because, you know, obviously working on Rhapsody's Eve, that is like an, a full album in respect and honoring uh, black women. So how did, how did it feel for you to be a part of an album like that? It was, it. you know, so spiritual and so deep. Um, like, yeah. How was it for That's you? Just, it's family. That's what it was like. It was like it was like just having fun and shit. But at the same time, it's like it's like it's like Curtis Mayfield says. It's like it's like we're we're supposed to educate as well as entertain, you know. And like too many people just entertain, and it's like stop being plastic like that, you know. Because like plastic doesn't go away. It's like like don't make a mark that doesn't make a mark. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 make a mark and then have it end up in the ocean. Like, like, make a mark and then, like, make it a statue. Make it, like, the Greek ruins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the great thing about you and Rhapsody, and it seems like through the guidance of Ninth Wonder, is that you guys are you. There's, there's no show, if that makes sense. You are staying yeah. true to who you are, and you're not allowing the industry to be like, no, 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 you have to be fit in this box, or you have to fit in that box. Oh yeah, boxes suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> we use them when we move and shit. Like I and then like I feel like all, whoever like yeah, bo- like boxes. That's the interesting thing. It's like um, I, that's what I was saying. I hate. I fucking hate category. I hate category. I hate category. It's fucking. We like it live off it as humans in our brain, and shit. I just can't stand like the way it works with like you go to a doctor like it's like nothing against them but like like at end of the day like if you have like a mental disability or whatever like people are just gonna get be like they might wake up on the wrong side of the bed then just guess like like you're the patient today and they're like oh you're bipolar or uh you're schizophrenic like take this and then they're but they're just like like hey uh just go through a whole roller coaster of shit and realize this doesn't work for you um for three months because that's what i that's my that's what i think you know it's like we there if I have way too much to say, but it can all be done with plants, you know? Yeah. We're not good at support, I think. We're not good at, you we're know. We're scared. Yeah. We're scared of what we don't understand. And we're well, not willing to, to listen and learn and try and Embrace, and yeah. They're, they're just like, oh, it's different. I'm going to judge you and I'm going to judge it and I'm not going to Pattern, open my boxes, mind. boxes, boxes, yeah. boxes, boxes. Like like those, ho- those houses, the, like, those like suburban neighborhoods that are just all the same thing over and over. 
like uh i don't know that's the reason why prison is so like scary to us is because we're already in one and then it's like fuck i don't want to go to the one in the prison like it's like and then in the prison there's the hole it's like damn dog like what is this shit (laughs) it's like a box within a box within a box yeah fuck that and it's like and they're just doing it because they enslaved the people and basically through raping and murdering um not not raping but like but they raped them but i'm not that i'm not going to contribute that to any sort of thing in a black culture but um like like by just like murdering them and like only the strong survive like people dying from being like whipped and like whatever just you know like fatigue dying like whatever whatever like malnourishment all this shit and it's just like like then it's like oh uh after the civil war and lincoln wanted the union to win so he just used black people in the war to this is like way too like extreme for me to be saying this but whatever like he just used like like i feel like he just really only cared about the union like he just like he just was like wanted the union to win so he's like let these black people uh let the slaves do it and then um and then after the war and the union wins what he wanted what are you going to tell him oh you're slaves now after you risk your life on the front lines for this country you're still a slave no then they're done now like he he just it's just like everyone heralds him like honest Dave. it's like no nah, fam he's just a fucking politician bro <laughs> like no man i mean like sure he represented the union at that time that's it fuck abraham lincoln dude well we've seen every every politician has other objections objectives they may seem to be doing something good, but there's always something going on in the background. There's always something going into their back pocket. There's, it's to me, it seems like a, a problem with politics that no there, matter who you way, are, is there a way to have a fucking society that's integrated like every person, them, their person, could be an integrated vertically like business without it being capitalism? Well, there's obviously there's communism that people think everybody is equal, but I've always thought that the problem with communism. Is that there's is the, a it's a rationing, it's but a it's rationing. also there's a dictator at the top. Right. There's just a dude who's there forever <laughs> and tells you how to live your life. I mean, dude. I when I when I was at school, I like I thought about this and I was like, I reckon if we did socialist democracy where still the people speak, but you know, you've got free healthcare, you've got free education, and you've got and you treat people equally but you still motivate them to continue i thought that would work but to be honest i think we're just very complicated people like abuse an abuse of power people want more we're greedy well yeah yeah, no, this is what it is i think i think the most powerful quote-unquote or like people at the top or whatever of this the way that capitalism works and, and the world works in general those are the people who are most afraid those are the people who are most insecure like like um and and then with that insecurity and if you use it in a malice way then it's like because like like if you're the if you're at the top the tippy top like you know everyone's coming for your head you know so you're of course you're gonna be insecure but you've been insecure the whole time that's what why you even excelled and it's like it's like you have to realize that like the moment that we're in is life like that's just like i know i'm all over the place but like life isn't Life is only to me is only actually this is real. Life is just the smallest frame in the fastest speed film possible. Like this, that's not life anymore. The only place it exists, I guess, is on this on the phone. So you could like reference it. I always hate doing this over the phone because it doesn't click work. But 
like like let's say we're in person and i'm just like like that's not life anymore it only exists in your memory if it's just you and i it only exists in your memory and and what and past and future are all just our own projections like if be this moment right now is who you are if you can be who you are in the moment and just be like on a free train of just being like oh like like let's you know whatever like it's exciting and it's it's like yeah but but i mean even video is not life because you look back on it as a different person like even if we watch this interview back we are different people to at the time we're speaking right now even if it's 20 minutes later where we're different so we look back on it and that is what we did whereas our experience of that video that is the new life moment you can only live one life at the same time in a way like as you said future and past that is a human thing that is like we can that's we have right, that because those, don't, those those are all, those are unique to each person so um like 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 and they don't they're not real honestly like 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 touch your touch your two fingers together like that's real like this is like you know feel like just feeling is real like that's it but did i contradict myself just now <laughs> i don't know I, I don't think so i think you, you you stayed to like that moment but how does that influence your music like when you create like do, do you find that that influences you do you find that it's just a mood and you're like you know what this is what i'm feeling or do you like it doesn't yeah. strike me that you come in with a solid plan you just kind of trust your own creative process never no plans ever obviously this pod like getting on the podcast <laughs> I hate to say. <laughs> yeah that's how i approach my life basically but and, and i don't want it to be like selfish or rude but like the, the more that i grow and mature and stuff like i just wanted to kind of like break myself down to basics and so that i can like um i don't know man what was the question like I was just yeah, just in terms of your process, your creative process. Do you just do it when you feel it? You don't really mm-hmm. go in with like a, a predetermined idea because that's what it is. It's like that's what it is. It's like, um, like it's like a journal to me almost. Like, of, and it's all based around color. But I go into it like that's what I'm saying about being obsessive about it and stuff. Like that comes with like just a love for the craft and like wanting to be better. Like, and like you're in your twenties or whatever the shit. And, like, uh um whatever but like that like to get to the point of just like carelessly like opening fruity loops and then just like listening to some shit and being like whoa fuck like this is the shit <laughs> like and then just having your own personal party and shit just like being like oh fuck. like it's just like the it gives me a feeling that i like none other i guess and um i don't know like i i just believe that also too like everyone just um yeah, it's just that. Yeah, like I learned that from ninth. Like watching ninth, I used to be like, "Fuck, how does he do that?" He used to sit down and make like twenty beats, and there'd be a room full of people. And I, this is like when I first moved to North Carolina, and he still does it to this day. But like, he, he it was just so like, what the fuck? Because I could, I at the time I was spending like a day on a beat, you know, instead of making it fun for myself. I was just like, it takes away from the soul, like to like, it takes away from the moment to like pick at it like like that, you know. Like, uh, like, like ninth would sit down and make 20 beats. He might not like them all or whatever, but to the, all of us, they're all ninth beats. Yeah. You know, like, and he just made 20 of them. Like, and that was dope because it's like, but, and then to, so to be able to let go of being, here's what it is. You let go of the idea of someone might chop this sample better or something like that you know like it's just like it's just like no this is how i felt this is how i did it and then you started to you know 
like you don't want to believe your own hype ever that'll kill you but like you want to you know just you like confidence is a, is is dope i've i just got it so i'm like i'm like oh i can like talk to people now and like share my opinions and i'm just like you know like i i haven't been confident in my life up until recently I think it just comes from like Mac Miller when he died. And then like, uh, like this, the, then once COVID started, my dad was in the hospital for like kidney failure. And it was like, I was scared, but it was, that, that was not even a big thing, but cause he's okay now. But right after that, then my best friend died. And then like, I was like deceived or betrayed by somebody else. It just was like, it just was like a lot that made me want to be alone for a second. And then I just sat on the couch basically with like my, next to my demons and stuff and just like recognize like not demons as in vices or nothing like that just demons as in like what i do that affects other people and like how to like um be just a thorough person you know like and it wasn't none of the stuff was my fault but i just felt like empowered i like there's a i have a crazy story but i i need to like go for it you talk no, nah. no, I can't. I, no, you said you talk. I, I'm, I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, my listeners listen to me talk all the time, so it's refreshing to hear a different voice. So, um, yeah, like I, I think that you know, acknowledging the challenges and acknowledging emotions and the thing that we go through helps us, like, move on and empowers us. You got to be, you got to be alone with them because, like, like people can be the worst drugs, you know, like because because you you can you can feel like you can ignore what's real to you when you're constantly around somebody you know it's taking time alone and being alone and dealing with your feelings alone for like like a week or something like that that's a motherfucker it's tight well i always dealt with mine i'm a uh, uh, if you haven't realized by now but i'm a talker so like i talk about my emotions that's how i it helps me like it helps me realize them it helps me like, this is, be like and you and you and you want other people to do the same thing. And but then like people will be like like people always tell me I talk about myself too much, but I'm just like, I'm only doing that because I hope that you do. I treat people like I want to be treated. Like, tell me about yourself, bro. Like what? Yeah. I, like we're all little universes. Like, I want to know what yours is about. And and it also it, it brings you closer together. Like I always found that when people open up and when I open up to people, it bring there's a bond that's unspoken that like you know, you, we shared something intimate that people don't get to see every day. Yeah, it's like it's like you, um, it's like you break through the skin that formed on the pudding you opened earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Just that little one you just got to get through, and that, that's where it's all delicious anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. See? Yeah. But we want the creamy part, though. But but you were saying because because you had a story like it it was off the back of oh uh, it's pretty gnarly I don't know it's it's not it's not a bad story it's like it's a I it's I mean I might save it for a bigger time to tell it because it was like but I'll just give you a short version because it's like it, it was what like changed me it just it changed my whole perspective and shit like that's when I started putting out like hella albums back to back to back like and all this like. Like whatever I said, six hundred and something. Yeah, I think it was six hundred and three or something. It's something like six twenty, but it'll be a th- it'll be a thousand before December or before January first. But um, uh, uh, it was basically it was during that time I was spending alone, you know, and this is after my friend died and then all that shit just leading up to it, you know, like um, 
he this is recently this is like this year like and i just like uh i guess that's obvious um but uh uh i like was just there and i was i don't know if you know anything about my painting and stuff but i'm uh like i paint every day like big paintings and on canvases and things like that and i there's uh the place i was staying is this little room in the back of this house and i uh was just kind of like going through that cathartic experience of like like dealing with my emotions and looking at them you know or whatever and i like uh would go out and i'd like get like garbage like like look at it like can i flip the camera yeah, <laughs> yeah go for it man oh wait well anyway uh just like a door or like anything like this or something like i just go find shit i don't i hate that thing by the way right now i'm just saying but um or like this this is like a um can you see it yeah so yeah, you just get is, like different things and then that is your a, canvas this, no no the, but it's the, it, that's more like the cathartic version of painting because i'll like paint something and then i'll be like then I'll just return it to the street or something, you know, like, but like not return it, but like, or I'll break it or something. But like that time I'll have to send you a picture of it. But that time, uh, when I was going through that time, I made a big like sculpture basically up against the wall of the house. And it was like, just all the shit. The, the landlord had like a, a drill that he let me use. And like, I, uh, I, I was just using nails, a hammer and a drill and like getting all this garbage <laughs> and like, just making this big like wall of shit and then throughout that process um whatever i listened to the miles davis album um um uh relaxing with miles davis it's miles davis quintet and it's the second song um and that album's really cool because you can hear it. it's like a, you can hear before the takes and stuff like miles talking and they'll be like oh here like in this one in that song i'm talking about he says uh uh like block chords like because the guy comes in fluttering he's like and then and then miles is like no black chords you know and then then it comes in and it goes like so it was like he was doing chords instead of being like fluttery but anyway um i was listening to that but you know how jazz can be i guess i'm gonna tell the full story so i guess uh you know how jazz can be um like uh if it's quiet it's like really relaxing but if it's loud it's like violent you know yeah and like I had it up blast in that song. Like, um, I wonder if it, maybe this will be like, wait, let me put it on. It'll be like one of those NPR things where they, um, it'll be in the background and then it'll be like those stories. Like, and they have like, then I got, then I paid for my hot dog. Yeah. And it's like, and then it's like, <laughs> like the sound of money exchanging into, yeah. um, or whatever. <laughs> and there's like a, a bike riding by. And, uh, hold on. Here we go. We're adding, we're adding like, you know, feeling now to the story. We're adding depth to it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, use a different, I'm gonna use a different voice. <laughs> and at this particular time, I oh, wait, wait, wait. There we go. Oh my! I hate when I put the songs out of order in iTunes. Uh, there we go. All right, I'll keep it quiet. But the part I'm talking about though. Everybody's supposed to be quiet. I love the whistle. All right, we can get that. Yeah. Anyway, that was like when they turned down yeah. the compression on the uh, on the NPR <laughs> thing, and now I'm talking. Uh, but uh, there we go. Oh yeah, there we go. All right. So like, uh, <laughs> no, so I was sitting there, and it was real loud and shit. 
and it was um I was I was shirtless. I had just like shaved my head because like my hair used to be like long, like like probably like this long, and just was like a mess and like all curly and shit. And I just like shaved it because I kept like I was so like stressed out and shit that I would like grab it like this and then just like kind of like always like run my fingers through it and just like yank on it so yeah. it just became cool. annoying yeah so i just like had just shaved my head i was shirtless and i was just wearing like khaki like black khakis and those shoes and i was sitting on a bench like in front of that big sculpture thing i'm talking about listening to that shit hell out and i was just like crying like just like sobbing like you know i was like just having a moment with like what had all just happened you know like i just was like with my friend dying and stuff and i was just like it's just you know those things like when you go through that that shit just like hits you in a wave that you don't expect it's like to happen it just like kind of like it was like it just would get me like like a curveball almost and i would just 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 be like you know like like get all fucking just let it out you know because i've always just wanted to do that like let it out and keep that shit but um uh so i'm doing that and like just sitting there like uh just going through it just a grown man crying i was like smoking a cigarette shirtless like balls no shoes and then this guy comes up and he's like he looks like a homeless person or something and he he looked like you know who lakeith stanfield is the actor yeah he's like yeah yeah the guy from atlanta that's like the dope like eccentric guy uh he like um the guy seemed like he looked like his eyes, like in the way you know how his demeanor is. Yeah, like his eye, the guy's eyes looked like that. Like anyway, this guy comes up, and he looked like he basically looked like a fifty-five-year-old version of him, like but that had been through more shit. But his eyes had that same like empathy and like language that his do. Like they, they, you can. He's telling you something when he's looking at you, type thing, and um, so. <sighs> I guess this is a good time to tell this. So, so basically, um, there was like, I was in this like backyard area. It's like fenced off, but people could walk up from the street, but the only people that would really go up there. So there's like these stairs that go up and it's like, there's one apartment up there, but that's it. So the only people that ever have access to look down on me or like even see into the fenced area, um, would have to be people that live there unless it's like someone just walking up. And so, like, I'm sitting there. This guy walks up. He sits on the stairs. And the stairs are those kinds that have gaps in them. So he, we, like, look through the stairs, like, you know, like, at each other or whatever. But then I was like, what's up, man? So I was, like, crying. I was like, what's up? Like, just, I was, like, kind of angry, you know? I was like, what's up? And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, you got a cigarette? And I was like, I was like, and I was like, yeah. And then I, like, kind of, like, softened up walking over there. I was just like, yeah, like, what, uh, I don't I gotta be mean to this dude like I'm just having my own issues or whatever and I just handed it to him and I was like this is about to be the most expensive cigarette you're ever gonna have just because I was like I was just like just you know a grown man crying is a sight you know for in our culture you know definitely and uh, you know and he like and I, I was just, I sort of low-key talked about to him what happened and he had nothing he had like basketball shorts on and like a hoodie with like no pockets like it wasn't like he had any possessions at all like he had just he had a brand new pair of like teal chucks though which was weird and he was like lacing them up on the stairs but that he had nothing no backpack no anything no nothing and um just some shorts and this weird hoodie with, with no pockets and then like 
I'm sitting there and then the music, like I said, is violent, right? It's loud. It's like, and I'm like, I crying or I getting over crying, you know, and I'm just like sitting there just doing this and shit with my new bald head and all this. And then I'm smoking and I can hear the guy talking, but he's talking gently, like, like in the demeanor of like a Lucky Stanfield type thing, you know, like he's just like being like real gentle and direct, but I'm like, I'm like the music's so loud. I can't hear him. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't hear you, man. Like you gotta speak up. I, I can't hear you, but I feel you, man. I feel you, man. I like, I, I feel you like every time he'd say something. And then the song, here we go. And then the song ended. <laughs> that was my NPR shit. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the song ended and, um, uh, I could finally hear what he was saying, and he was just saying, "Hey, come here." And this is already after I gave him a cigarette, and he was smoking it and stuff. And he's like, "Hey, hey, come here." And I was like, "What, man?" He's like, "Come here." And I was like, "Like, but he's like real gent, like real. He was so worn out, you know, and but real gentle and shit." And he's like, "Come here, like, come here." And I like went under the little dugout part under the stairs and like looked at him sideways through the thing. He's like, "Here, uh, take take this," and he. Put it in, put this thing in my hand, and like I said to you earlier, like my number is three and all this shit, and this is why all these albums have this emblem on it. He literally, it was just seriously like very, I'm not even joking, like very touching, uh, like surreal. I can't. I'm trying to untangle it. Whatever it doesn't matter. It's this, this, this thing. You see it? Yeah. Yeah, do see it on all over your Instagram, all over. Yeah, so like, it has photos. it has the three stones on it. There's the three stones on it, and it's an E. And he had, like I said, he had nothing, and he gave it to me. And when he gave it to me, it was like we're. I was in Hollywood, West Hollywood. Like there's, and even though it's COVID, there's still cars going by, people and stuff. And like he, when he gave it to me, it was like nothing was around, and it was like this like weird like unicorn land of just like just like it was. Uh, bright and like powerful and I just like looked at him we were both looking at each other and I was looking at him like 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 what the fuck you know and he was looking at me like 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 you already know you know like like looking at me like you you, you know but like real relaxed though you know like like he was in just, control and, and like you yeah were, yeah and then just since then I've just had this like validation of just being like yo like the way i see the world is like like is okay and like all this shit like and like and like there's i i realize that the universe can let you lean will will let you lean back and will let you like hurt and all this stuff but there's they don't if you if you trust it and you love it it will it'll always catch you you know when when you need to be caught you know like its hand will come down and keep you from leaning all the way back you know but it, it it I got I don't know I mean like just the fact that he had nothing and then he had this the thing is like old looking and shit and like it's just like the chains all like chintzy and like it seems like it's like one of those 80s chains that's like poorly manufactured and shit yeah. it just seems like he had it for a long time and then like dude I just like think it, it's it's just so crazy my name's like it just fucked me up it did, and I, like the moment was so gnarly and then I just went back over there. And I sat down and it was like, keep in mind, like in, in society, 
they're like essentially what a normal person is going to think is there's like there's a homeless man smoking a cigarette on the stairs of this apartment in Hollywood and like whatever you know I'm telling you there's no people around like I'm it was not like a hallucination or anything like that it was just like straight up like after that I like sat down back on my bench and it was so comfortable like and, and he was still there he just hung out and we it was like the most comfortable fucking like I'm okay type of thing. Oh, the big part, when he gave this to me and I was walking away back to my the bench after just having that moment of eye contact with him, he was like, he said like, like, hold on to that, keep that. And that fucked me up, you know? Yeah. And I, I was just like, okay. And then I just sat there and he was, he, he was there for a while. And then I was just sitting there for a while just listening to that Miles album and just looking at my painting or like fucking with it or doing whatever. And uh, I like, um I, I was put a shirt on i think <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then um and then i went in and like got a beer and i like gave him a beer and then he just sat there but we just I, we didn't really talk at all like uh and we just like hung out for a little bit like and we i just had the music playing and we didn't really acknowledge each other but we felt each other there and all this shit and then um his name was dj which is weird but he uh had, he had an a he had a what he had the necklace for you, but his name was... Yeah, but he had no pockets, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he had no possessions, but that... I don't even That's know where he pulled it man. out of. No, it was fucked up. It was like a, it was basically like some sort of universe soldier person or what people would call like an angel. For real. Like, I was like, really... It was really incredible. Like, it was like... Changed my life. Like, for... for to, like, I know that like what I'm doing is right and like I know nobody can tell me tell me no because I know but because I know what's right can't be argued with or even hearing you go through that story like I can see it in your face that you're still putting it together and it's still left such a such a remarkable impact that it like means a lot and I appreciate you sharing because it obviously was at a time for you that was a real challenging time so I just want to say thank you man and um, yeah, I can still see that you're, it's still there. You're still like the impact is carrying you forward, but you still are, are finding oh, what else it's, it's going to do. No, it's exciting because I got invited to the club I've been a part of the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. now I get to figure all this shit out. Like, it's fun, dude. I see the same time. Like I said, I see the same time on the clock all the time. It's like, I I get, I have like little conversations with the universe and like, and shit like that, that are like, a language that's hard to describe but it's like uh it's uh yeah it's tight i don't know i it's so new that's why i like i'm I've just everyone that's been around me lately i've always been like a talker talker but like now i'm just like a fucking lawnmower just like <laughs> like just like or not like whatever like just fucking i because i can't i'm constantly thinking like and excited about life now and it's like i i'm constantly just like like by realizing that thing about the infancy and the my the way I see numbers and have seen them my whole life and stuff and like putting that together like that that's dope as fuck like I just like that shit yeah you're still discovering like I can see that well it's just, when... it's just like it's I think it's like to make sense of everything like with whatever design I've had or with whatever person I am or whatever it is like just to like like. I don't know. I've been a. I've always been such a self-conscious person, and it's like I'm. I've been relieved of that and now, and now I feel like I have the freedom to like 
just like say what's real like like no one can argue that like the situation in america needs to be rectified for the world i don't think so i got like not that everyone can have other priorities of their own and that doesn't have to rank number one they don't have to categorize it as number one but if if you're having that argument and you say what about this like what about this what about these people it's like nah no there's no what about that no no well, I mean, to me, it's all about well that too, but it starts. You got to start somewhere. You can't fix everything at the same time. I know. Yes, I started making beats, and now I want to. Now I want to like you know have a voice and do these things. And then like once I realize that that becomes making beats, then I'll do something bigger than that. You know, I'll learn, keep learning. You know. Well, man, it's. I think that you're definitely on the right path. It seems like you are finding. You're continuing to find yourself, and you're finding your voice. And I'm glad you have, honestly, because. It, it feels like you are you are more free in terms of what you found in yourself than than you have in a long time. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. I, I thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And I, I I'm glad that when I that you, that speaking to someone who you say you know you're like a talker and stuff. It's like uh, I, uh, thanks for the validation of saying you know that you could tell that it like you could see uh like the emotion or whatever the fuck like on my face or whatever like or my thoughts by the way by looking at me and whatever like because like like i didn't really realize that i was even doing that you know well there's no lie in you i don't like there's no facade and there's something very comfortable and there's something very refreshing about like you're not putting on a show you're just being who you are and when you told that story you just were you that was almost the best part is that you were figuring it out as you were telling it. And, you know, for, for anyone who's listening to this, it's a pleasure for me because I get to see it, but you will be able to hear yeah, I'm the shit, dog. What? No, <laughs> no, sorry. I didn't mean to fuck you up. No, I, I really I was just appreciate gonna say, your words, man. Yeah, you, like, you, you can hear it in your voice as well that it comes from a place that is genuine and it's not put on. And I think that also comes down to the music that you're doing. I think it links, links back that you're not trying to conform to this is what I should be doing or this is what is perfect or this is what is expected. You're doing what feels right. And that is going to head you in the right place. All day. You got it. Well, man, um, we've been speaking for, I mean, I think like an hour, 45 minutes. Whenever I speak to people like you, like we just talk, <laughs> we can just talk forever. So um, Who's I think- like me? Who's like me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I always finish off with one last question. This is the only question I ever plan. And it is... If I want to ask you some questions after that. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, you, I do want to stop my fucking talking. Like, oh. If you had to recommend one album, one album that everybody listens to at least once, gets an appreciation of... Pieces of a Man by Gil Scott Heron. There you go. That was, you know, you're the fastest person to answer that question. Most people have to mull it over, but you had it ready to go. Yeah, and then uh, also listen to um, the Miles Davis quintet, uh, relaxing with Miles Davis just for now. And then next time we do a podcast, you'll have another one for us to listen to. I'm building a catalog. <laughs> uh, yeah, P- pieces of a man. Yeah, that's the yeah. shit. I might, I might. One of my favorite songs ever is "Home Is Where the Hatred Is." Uh, it's on that album. I'll definitely have to check it out because I haven't heard that one. Good. He's a great writer. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, man, so, okay. All right. You had some questions for me, so yeah. So, all right. All right. All right. Like, how old are you? 
<laughs> I'm 26. Shit, you're young as fuck. Yeah, so I'm turning 27th, 5th of Jan, so next year. New Year's. Yeah, that beard, that beard is holding you down like you're like a fucking like 45 year old. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's why I grow it. It makes me look wise and seem wise. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yo, bro, that, that's so crazy, dude. No, no, no. Listen, that's like when um I remember because I I couldn't grow facial hair for so fucking long, like when I was a kid, like or not a kid, but like I couldn't grow facial hair until I was like, Jesus. No, but like I remember when I first started to like actually try to grow facial hair. I went, I, I came to the studio. I remember, and then uh, ninth was like, uh, or ninth was like, oh, gee, got a beard, and I was like, huh? And then like, but it was like so gross. It was like <laughs> you know, like whatever. But. I, I, what I'm getting to is that I, I really like I realized like when I would go to the grocery store or like check out with the clerk or just in general living like just as a man or whatever like just having any sort of hair on your face like commands so much more respect from people it's so silly. yeah it's it's really strange like <laughs> it's, uh, so it's very strange even yeah it's just like this societal kind of you know it's like you know the elder the elders always had a long beard and like it yeah it's it's weird but it does make me look very old, like if I shaved. But the best part is, yeah, I grew no, this I guess, during, I, that's what I'm... if I drew it, I grew this during ISO, isolation. So like I grew it so that I became anonymous. And now if I ever get rid of it, I'll become anonymous again. So that's, I've why, got don't, the... why don't you just, why don't you grow the mustache long enough to curl it under? But then when you go outside, you can just pull the mustache over your mouth and then you have a COVID mask. I can like, I oh, just shook the bike, but I can like curl it <laughs> and curl it up. So, yeah, you don't want to curl it too much. You might you might do some bad shit. <laughs> yeah, I can do some Winston Churchill shit. <laughs> Whoever is he? Is Winston Churchill fucked up? I don't even know about him. I don't know enough about American history to 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 tell you. That's that's your your field. Like uh, I I'm, I just listen to. I'm still to I'm still I'm still on um, uh, ancient Greece. I'm <laughs> so out of it. I love ancient Greece. I love the idea of gods and like personalities and flaws. That's like what I love. Yeah, that's why I like it's like uh, like uh, Mike Tyson always talks about shit like that. Like where he's talking about like like ever like he said he admits now not admits but admits I guess it's an admittance in the in the contents of our society. But like like he says now that uh, like the only his whole motivation to become like that the reason why he became like heavyweight champion of the world is because he's insecure and afraid. And like, and he says that now and he's like, like it makes total sense. It's just like, look at how he fights. And then imagine a, a child being afraid, you know, like the way he fights is like vicious. Like don't fuck with me. Yeah, like that, aggressive. You know? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing to watch that fight that he had. His comeback his, fight. He's, he's still, he still had that. He still had the movement. He still got that in him, but you can see the difference. Like him as an individual, like, I listened to his podcast with Joe Rogan before he announced the fight and when he after yeah. he announced it he was a different person man like it, it was like a switch went off and he just had this intensity it was like he's in survival mode again oh really it's it was strange it's very strange like his face like you're talking about I, I like his podcast like recently no yeah so he recently did one he did one when he was still retired and then he did another one when they announced. Yeah, the I comeback. watched the one before. I watched the one that was the promoter. He did one with Joe Rogan after the fight. Uh no, he did one before the fight and one even earlier. And I listened to both of them, and you can see the difference oh, he, in his intensity. He's getting he, scared. Like, he's getting scared. Yeah. yeah. Uh it's it's strange. Yeah, like, he 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 because he grew up in like Brownsville, which is like the was the worst area. Still, is a very like gnarly area. Like 
like uh the group like a little dap from the group home is from there like sean price is from there i don't know if you know who they are but yeah, uh, sean pay i love sean pay yeah r.i.p man i'm so glad i got to work with them and meet them and hang out with them and stuff like i didn't get to know them well uh but i spent time with them it was tight but uh yeah it, <sighs> there's a hell of a funny story about that uh but anyway uh uh We'll talk yeah, about so no, Mike. so like he just basically like his mom. I think that his he was raised by like pimps and prostitutes, basically, and drug addicts and shit. And he, by the thing, by the time that he was uh, fuck like twelve, I think he had been arrested thirty eight times. Yeah, yeah, it's thirty eight. He like and Spofford, like the jail, the youth jail, like in the nineties and eighties and stuff, like was just or like. 70s yeah like was just a gnarly i people would say that it was like worse than Rikers, you know and like that's his environment then he grew up and he had to fight all the way out of that you know and then this guy like took him to the fucking like took him under his wing and then brought him to some place in like the poconos or whatever the fuck and like there's a, a, a big ass house and like whatever and mike mike was like he said like his first thought was he's like uh i'm about to rob these white motherfuckers you know <laughs> 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 like it like yeah i don't know but I, it's just crazy to like everyone but then everyone in society focuses on like well yeah didn't he rape that girl it's like he'll say today he's like i'm a convicted rapist but it's like but if everyone wants to talk about forgiveness and shit it's like yo like he's such a human person like he's such an exemplary like extremes person and, and now he's this gentle like wise person and he came from like the gutter and fought his all the way up to being world champion of heavyweight boxing like and then did every drug possible fucked everybody like <laughs> like party yeah, his nose is probably gone, like completely. Like it's probably just like a shaft with like no, yeah. nothing in the middle. Yeah, just on the outside. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but no, nah, but then, but then to go from that, and now he's just like doing good shit. He did a Broadway fucking monologue, like play just himself about his life, and it's fucking amazing. It's like, and like, I don't know. I just like, I just think that that's a big problem with society too is just people being like well yeah he's a rapist though and that's triggering it's like dude what about forgiveness homie what about yeah, growth I, I think forgive don't forget i think that's i think that's yeah and he's he's that. reminded that's what i'm saying it's like he'll like i watched his like podcast the other day and he just well, in the middle of it, he's like you know I'm, I'm a convicted rapist um and to listen right and it's just like like he's he just tells us like he's reminding us, forgive not forget. He's telling us now, and this is like in the nineties. So I think this is an interesting question. Is like you know a lot of people do bad things, but they they also have redemption. So maybe if he didn't do that, what would he be today? Is my question. Or like you don't know, like the the redemption story is very attractive. I think this is the, this is a this is an ultimate like like sort of like. Uh, I got a piss, but it's a uh, <laughs> ultimate. Should I do that on there? Oh, I don't know. I'll but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll finish up soon anyway. So, yeah, so. No, but, um, <laughs> wait, what was I saying? Fuck. <laughs> Shit. I, no, I wanted to say this. Oh, no. Um, fuck. What were you just repeat your the, last one? The redemption sentence. story. Like, you know, that's an attractive thing. Oh, to yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's really hard to like go um, 
I, I this person in the other room is just playing this like weird reggaeton shit and i'm just like i i every time anytime music's you know like music's playing like i don't know if you're like this here what, what can i do so let me see wait how do i can i just like freeze my screen so i can take a piss or should we just end it yeah because i i got an appointment coming up but i was just gonna say man because right, cool. we've been going for <laughs> close to two hours so um Look, man. I like how it just ended on like a non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, man. Like, I appreciate you. Like, I appreciate you having the Likewise, time to speak man. to me. And and um, you know, it's, it Even feels the like patience. <laughs> all good. But it, it feels like you know we'll check in more like often because you know you're an interesting yeah. guy. I like listening Thank to your you. opinions, and I think you're on an interesting journey as well. And I'm sure you know in the years to come you'll have more revelations and find more in your journey. So um you know it's a pleasure for me to speak to you man yeah likewise man i i I don't i just like to talk to people i'm glad you said you're a talker i'm sorry i didn't let you but uh uh you let me a lot i don't know i figure whatever i I don't know but like yeah i'm but yeah i'm interested in continuing this too man let's uh keep it pushing dog everyone just needs to chill baby (laughs) that's That's it i couldn't have said it better myself but eric g (laughs) check him out on instagram um yeah follow Mm -hmm. his stuff um he's dropped albums with rhapsody he's working with ninth wonder he's right in the game for sure he's got a message as well so uh you can find him on youtube as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm all over the place dog you know you find me on the internet i'm out here baby you, you might get confused because he used to have curly hair, but now he's bald. So if no, don't... no one knows what I look like until now. The bald thing was my uh, uh, coming out of the insecure closet. That's like your new you. Yeah, for now. It's, uh, it's not me, though. It's just my hair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate the time. And, um, you know, I definitely will speak soon. Definitely check in because you've got the message and, you know, you're definitely one of the most interesting people I've spoken to in terms of, you know, your journey and, you know, the things that you're going through. And, and yeah, man, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you. That's very reaffirming. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about you as well. man. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.